Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. We begin today with a Victor record made in Los Angeles on September 3rd, 1925. This must be among the earliest electric recordings that Victor made on the West Coast. It's by Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians. In late August of 1925, Harold Lloyd's picture The Freshman premiered in Los Angeles, and Fred Waring's band was on hand to provide a special musical prologue. (laughs) And they would stay with the picture for at least a month, accompanying showings of The Freshman at the Million Dollar Theater out there in Los Angeles. Seems they took time away from that to make a few records for Victor, including this one. It's called Let's Wander Away. The song was written by Earl Burtnett, another popular band leader of the day based on the West Coast, and Harry Owens. It's Victor 19814. Take it away, Fred Waring and the Pennsylvanians. Thank you. 
or not, that record is in excellent condition. It looks pretty much as new, and yet it plays with increasing surface noise as the side goes along. That's a problem I find is quite common to a lot of early Victor Electric recordings, especially those pressed on the Batwing label, those records from 1925 and early 26. It must have been something in the pressing technique that caused that noise. Whatever it was, they seem to have figured it out by mid-26, and the problem is no longer quite so apparent. In any case, worth listening through the noise to hear Let's Wander Away, played by Fred Waring's Pennsylvanians. At that same session in early September of 1925, Waring's Pennsylvanians recorded a tune called Freshie, and perhaps that would have been a more appropriate choice here today, given the lead-in I gave the selection, talking about Harold Lloyd's film The Freshman. And yet... That one has been reissued many times through the years. It's easily found elsewhere, while Let's Wander Away is not so often heard, so I thought we would start with that. Nobody seems to know exactly where those recordings were made, but that big spacious sound almost makes me wonder if they set up the portable recording equipment in the billion-dollar theater out there where they were showing the freshmen. Who knows? Maybe you do. If you do, let me know. (laughs) All right, well, my name is Brian Wright. If you're just joining us, welcome. I'm playing 78s of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, and on into the 1950s here, and I'm very glad to have your company today. I think we have some good things in the hour ahead. And up next, I've got a record that I'm quite surprised to realize I don't think I've ever played this on the shellac stack, even though it was a mega, mega hit in its day, and it's a record I quite like. Gene Austin's My Blue Heaven. He recorded this in New York on September 14th, 1927, and it would be hard to understate just how popular this record was. It sold by the boatloads. (laughs) I'm reluctant to give out any specific sales numbers because um, I don't know that any are actually known, but this stayed in the catalog for decades, and uh, like I said, it's a favorite of mine. The tune is by George Whiting and Walter Donaldson. Gene Austin does a fine rendition of My Blue Heaven, Victor 20964. After that, we'll hear some fine piano playing by Cy Walter, sometimes billed as the Park Avenue Tatum, a reference to Art Tatum, whose style uh, you will hear some similarity. Um, but Cy Walter was very much his own creative uh, being. <laughs> he made some wonderful records for the Liberty Music Shop label in the late 1930s and early 1940s, and uh, well, we'll continue to record for decades thereafter, but we'll hear one from probably the late 30s. It's called Dancing in the Dark, Liberty Music Shop L335. And I'll send this out to my friend Mark Walter, who is Cy's son, who I've been talking with quite a bit these past few weeks, and who has done so much over the past few decades to preserve his father's legacy. You should check out the Cy Walter webpage if you have a few moments. There's lots of fascinating material there. And then we'll wrap up this set with Scrappy Lambert under his common pseudonym of Ralph Haynes on Banner 7089, a tune by Redmond Farrar, that house composer at the Plaza Group of Labels who wrote something called Stayin' Home Nights. You've probably never heard this song unless you've heard this particular record, because I don't know that it was otherwise recorded. It's from March 28th, 1928. Starting the set, though, Gene Austin, when you may have heard, My Blue Heaven. Birds are wending 
back to the shelter Each little nest they love Nightshades falling Lovebirds calling What makes the world go round Nothing but love When whipper will call And evening is nigh I hurry to my Blue heaven I turn to the right A little white light Will lead you to my
you're gone so long, please send me a clue. I'm just staying all night, waiting for you. All alone nights, nothing to do. Wondering if you're thinking of me. Who are you with and where can you be? I'm staying home night, feeling so blue. No one to phone night since I lost you. I wouldn't be so lonely if I only knew whether you're staying home night too. Redmond Farrar, the composer of Stayin' Home Nights, was no George Gershwin, no Irving Berlin, no Cole Porter, but I quite like his pieces. I think of those sort of studio composers of the 1920s, those guys who cranked out tune after tune for these cheap dime store labels. I think he's one of the better composers, and I found quite a few records through the years bearing his name that I quite like, that being one of them, Stayin' Home Nights, Scrappy Lambert, the vocalist, from March of 1928. We preceded that with Cy Walter at the piano, Dancing in the Dark, and then starting the set, Gene Austin in 1927 with My Blue Heaven. Let's turn now to three records made for the Brunswick label in 1924. First, from April 21st of 1924, we'll hear Benny Kruger's orchestra with something called Tell Me Radio. It's Brunswick 2619. After that, Marion Harris, very popular chanteuse of the day, gives us The Blues Have Got Me. It was made in New York on October 14th, 1924. And then wrapping up the set, while we're in a blue mood, we'll hear from Isham Jones Orchestra with the Land O'Lingo Blues, with quite a few interesting instrumental novelty effects to keep things interesting. It was made in Chicago on September 15th of 1924. So, three records on Brunswick from 1924 now, beginning with Benny Kruger's orchestra.
father was an organist, how he ate up Chopin and Liszt. I guess I am just a music black sheep of my family. Classics don't mean a thing at all. Give me a hot band in a hole. A wicked saxophone to make me roll from home to carry blow. The blues have got me. The blues have got me. I don't know what it has, but what it has, it has me on the go. The blues have got me. The blues have got me. Classics are great for the highbrows who crave for it. It's not in my line. Jazz up to date now. I'll say I'm a slave for it. The kind that makes a horse throw away his hay. A baby grand is grand, but grander is a low-down instrument. A trombone kills me. A banjo kills me. And when a cornet goes ooh-wah, I'm in for the night. Good night. I like my music hard. I'm not pretending maybe. I'm what you call a cynical patriotic baby. I'm off another about the strut. The blues have got me numb. A wicked saxophone could make me roam. The blues have got me. I don't know what it has, but the blues have got me. Classics are great for the highbrows who pray for it. It's not in my life. Jazz up to date, now I'll say I'm a slave to it. The kind that makes a horse throw away its head. A baby grand is grand, but a bad dog kills me. And when a cornet goes to war, I'm in for the night. Good night. I like my music hard, I'm not pretending maybe. I'm what you call a simple patriotic baby. I'm off and down about the trust the blues have got me now. <laughs> Thank you.
You know, for such a surly-looking guy, Isham Jones really left quite a treasure trove of music, both as a composer and as a conductor. He made so many records, and so many of them are really wonderful. This is one I like, Land Olingo Blues, from September of 1924. The tune, incidentally, was written in part by Elmer Schobel, a pianist with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings for a number of years there in the early 1920s. Before that, Marion Harris gave us the blues, Have Got Me, and starting the set, Benny Kruger's orchestra, Tell Me Radio, all three of those recorded in 1924. Well, here's a little record. I don't have this paired with anything. We'll just listen to it by itself. It's a record by Johnny Hamp's Kentucky Serenaders from August 23rd of 1927, a record made in New York. Franklin Bauer is the vocalist, and speaking of Irving Berlin a moment ago, this is by Irving Berlin. It's called It All Belongs to Me, Victor 
I like that ending. Johnny Hamp's Kentucky Serenaders and a song that, uh, even if it's a bit possessive, just a touch, don't you think? I still like it. It's called It All Belongs to Me, written by Irving Berlin. Real nice, snappy rhythm, a catchy melody. That was recorded in August of 1927. Franklin Bauer, the vocalist there. I think sometimes it's easy to lump a lot of the 1920s dance bands in together and say that they all sound pretty much the same. And for some of the studio bands that recorded from stock arrangements, I suppose that's true. It may be difficult sometimes to tell a Lou Gold side apart from a Sam Lannan side, apart from a you know Bob Herring side. Um, but one thing I've always liked about Johnny Hamp's Kentucky Serenaders is that they really do have a distinctive sound. To me, it's a bit like taking the Coon Sanders Orchestra, adding in uh, a bit from the Jack Crawford Orchestra, and then a dash of Arden and Omen, and it's uh, just a scintillating, delightful sound with a really good, solid rhythm. I really like Johnny Hamp's Kentucky Serenaders of the mid-1920s. Well, this seems as good a time as any to pause and say thank you to some of our Patreon sponsors, the folks who really help to keep the shellac stack going. Of course, I always appreciate the kind words that come by email, the letters of encouragement and uh, sort of emotional support, we'll call it. (laughs) I appreciate that very much. Uh, But I'm also really grateful to those who are willing to kick in a little bit to help me meet the cost of producing and bringing these programs to you. There are software licenses that need to be paid. There's server space that needs to be rented. There are styli for playing these records and getting the best sound out of them that need to be Uh, refreshed regularly. There are subscriptions to things like newspapers.com so I can do a little bit of digging into the history of some of these records. And uh, those costs mount up. And I'm very grateful to those of you who have uh, decided it's worth it to you to contribute a little bit to help me meet those costs. So today I'd like to especially thank Bill Huffman, Darcy Daniels, and Malcolm Billingsley. Among uh, several dozen folks, they have been very, very generous through the years, and I'm grateful to Bill, Darcy, and Malcolm today, and really to all of you who have contributed to the Shellac Stack Patreon. If you'd like to join them, you can head on over to patreon.com slash shellacstack. Again, that's patreon.com slash shellacstack. Throw a few bucks this way, whatever's comfortable for you, and uh, know that your contribution does make a difference, and I am very, very grateful. Thank you so much. Okay, let's continue now with uh, some big band music, beginning with Benny Goodman's orchestra, a record made February 16, 1938, a very popular Benny Goodman record called Don't Be That Way. What's perhaps a bit unusual here is that my pressing of this was made in England in the early to mid-1950s on the His Master's Voice pop label, which normally featured acts like Elvis Presley and some others. But uh, in this case, I think this record was being reissued to coincide with the release of the Benny Goodman story, the biopic film about Benny Goodman's life that was very popular at about that time. It's HMV POP166, and they went back to the original metal parts and pressed this from those original uh, stampers, so it sounds quite nice. After Benny Goodman, we'll hear from Doc Evans' band, and then a little something from Tommy Dorsey. But first up, The King of Swing... Don't be that way. Thank you. 
the people gather round and they all begin to shout. Hey, hey, Uncle Duddy, it's a treat to beat your feet on the Mississippi mud. It's a treat to beat your feet on the Mississippi mud. What dance do they do? Lordy, how I'm telling you, they don't need no band. They keep time by clapping their hands. Just as happy as a cow Chewing on a cut When the people beat the feet On the Mississippi mud Dorsey and his orchestra with vocalist Gordon Polk in 1947, reviving a song that had been composed nearly 20 years earlier, Mississippi Mud by rhythm boy Harry Barris. My copy of that pressed in the mid-1950s on RCA Victor 420-0117. Before that, also from 1947, we heard Doc Evans' band with Walking My Baby Back Home, another old song. It was uh, from about 1930, I think, written by Roy Turk and Fred Allard. I had been listening this week to some of Doc Evans' records made in the late 50s for the Audiophile label, which incidentally are wonderful, but a little outside the scope of this program, so we reached into the 78 bin and pulled out Dublin's record number D-2. That was the Walking My Baby Back Home. And starting the set, Benny Goodman in 1938, Don't Be That Way. Well, let's keep things moving along so we can fit in as many more records as possible. Next, a record made in Chicago, September 13th, 1934, Earl Hines and his orchestra, and a pretty hot instrumental rendition of Angry, Decca 183. Another old song by the time this was recorded. I think Angry came out in, what, 1924 or 25, something like that. After Earl Hines, we'll hear another marvelous pianist, this time on his own, Johnny Guarnieri, on a majestic record from 1947 with the Gershwin tune, Nice Work If You Can Get It. And this is a really nice, quiet vinyl pressing in red vinyl. Majestic made these available to radio stations in the mid to late 40s. And then we'll wrap up this set with a Don Bias quintet, a record that's uh, not 
quite as quiet. This one's on some fairly noisy post-war shellac. From November of 1945, we'll hear How High the Moon. In the band, Don Bias plays tenor sax, Benny Harris on trumpet, Jerry Jones on piano, John Levy bass, and Fred Radcliffe on the drums. Starting off, though, Earl Hines, Angry.
I think we can just about slip in one more record. From 1934, we'll hear Carmen Lombardo sing with Guy Lombardo's Royal Canadians, a Robin and Ranger song probably best associated with a particular violin-playing comedian. <laughs> it's called Love and Bloom. time already. This hour always goes so quickly for me. My name is Brian Wright. Thank you so much for joining me this hour here on the Shellac Stack. I hope you heard some records you enjoyed, and I hope you'll come back next time, and we'll do it again. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.